Hello and welcome to I Talk to Ghosts. I'm your spooky host, Jennifer, and tonight we are going to be talking about a very mysterious and somewhat controversial and terrifying topic, spirit boards, talking boards, also known as the Ouija board. First, of course, I have gathered the scariest stories I could find to share with you that involve spirit boards. Because spooky fun is what I'm here for. But I also want to share a little history with you and a personal thought or two on how you can have a successful and happy spirit board experience. Also, later in the episode, I will be sharing another spirit reading with you. So linger around for that. But for now, back to spirit boards. Originally, when they started appearing in the late 1800s, they had the same communication components written on them that you'll see today of yes, no, the letters of the alphabet, and numbers ranging from zero to nine. What was dramatically different than the attitude of dread and drama today is that the spirit board activities were enthusiastically embraced by spiritualism communities, as well as it being basically a mainstream wholesome hobby. It wasn't uncommon for people to break out the spirit board right after a Sunday sermon in an attempt to connect with deceased loved ones. Because in the 19th century, lifespans were shorter. It was common to pass away before the age of 50. When you combine lifestyle and health challenges with losses due to war, a lot of people were grieving and yearning for proof of an afterlife. This fueled the spiritualism movement, the belief that your spirit continues on after death. The use of the Ouija board was also a very popular dating and courting activity. Just imagine the opportunity to be able to sit with your love interest in a darkened room, candles flickering, you're sitting close, hands lightly placed on the planchette, hearts racing with anticipation that something might happen. What will the spirit say? I don't know about you, but... I find that incredibly romantic. Although some of the events surrounding the Ouija board were definitely exaggerated, if not outright faked. Because the spiritualist movement brought with it a huge opportunity for swindling and trickery. But it's important to realize that the attitude towards the board was to use it in a spiritual nature. It did not have the negative, feared connotation that it has today. And what changed all that? Bad marketing. <laughs> when The Exorcist premiered in 1973 and Linda Blair's head came spinning around, vomiting and spewing out all kinds of vile things, it absolutely terrified people. And it completely changed how people saw the board in popular culture. And in the years following, that fear wave was used by religious groups to denounce the Ouija board as Satan's preferred method of communication. But did the sale of Ouija boards dry up? Not at all. But the boards were now viewed as a spooky activity, not a spiritual one. And as we all know, spooky is entertaining and certainly captures your attention. So with that, let me share some truly terrifying Ouija board stories with you. And the chilling tales start now.
While in high school, a couple of friends, my friend's mom and myself, were talking about a local building being haunted. It was a soil company that sells dirt, bark, and other landscaping goods, rumored to be the location of a murder years before. My friend's mom happened to work there, so we decided to go for a visit, bring a Ouija board, and give it a shot. I had never used one before, so I was skeptical from the beginning. This business is essentially a large warehouse with tall metal racks. Think Costco or Home Depot. The aisles are stacked with bags of dirt, manure, bark, and other things like large ceramic planters and flower pots. Our Ouija board was glow-in-the-dark, so we kept all the lights off. Once we got it going, it started moving around, and I was freaking out already. We asked if something was there to let us know, and there was a loud bang that seemed to come from the rafters on the other side of the warehouse. Every question that followed was met with a similar bang from various locations, sometimes close, sometimes far. The last question asked was if it meant us any harm, and the planchette didn't move, but it was already pointing at no. We repeated the question, and what immediately followed was the closest noise yet. It seemed right on top of us. So we decided it was time to leave. As we were hurrying and rushing out, we flipped on our flashlights. In the dim light, we saw a large, heavy pot fall from one of the shelves. Then we heard what we would later find to be 40-pound bags of bark being dropped to the ground. The last thing we heard as we rushed out of the building was a low, slow, grinding noise across the floor. When my mom's friend returned the next day to work, she discovered a sledgehammer that had been dragged through the spilled dirt. It was left standing on its own in the center of the pile. The drag marks were sharp and apparent, but there were no footprints to be found. Here's another spooky story for you. Enjoy. Our town had a small theater, which was very active in the 1920s until it burned down. Fortunately, it was recently restored and open to the public. One of the first performances was the musical Bye Bye Birdie, which I had been a part of. The other performers and I were all very stereotypical of the theater set, very dramatic and stuff. So we decided... It would be fun to start off the rehearsal period 
by having a sleepover in the theater and try to contact former actors with a Ouija board. We were mostly non-believers, and during the sleepover, we ended up splitting into two different groups, one below the stage and one in the lobby. I was in the lobby group. Each group had a board and separately tried to contact Eddie, the ghost who supposedly haunted the theater. I don't know how Eddie came to inhabit the theater. Some say he perished in the fire. Some say he hung himself on opening night. And others claim he fell from the balcony. Nothing unusual happened during my session, most of which consisted of skeptical teens manipulating the board to say what they wanted it to say. Until suddenly, the other group came running on stage screaming that they had contacted something and that it threatened them. When we investigated, we found that all the mirrors in the dressing areas had been shattered. At first, we blamed the group that had been down there, but then the stage lights snapped on. The sound booth was locked, and since we were all standing on the stage, we could see up there that it was empty. Yet the lights, which could only be moved by a human hand, were moving back and forth. As we watched, the spotlight snapped on as well and swayed back and forth. This went on for about five minutes and then stopped. Even though some of us wanted to leave immediately, we were convinced by the group to stay and nothing else happened that night. However, most of the members of the cast experienced further unexplained occurrences. My personal experience came when I was alone in the theater, building sets. I had gone to the bathroom when all the lights turned off and I heard the sound of a little girl giggling. At first I thought it was one of the cast members, but when I left the bathroom, no one was there. I know there could be some explanation to the occurrences, but I truly think we stirred something up, and it's still there. Needless to say, that night caused a lot of new rules to be made. One of them forbidding the use of Ouija boards in the theater. Book a medium reading with me if you have a past loved one you would like to connect with. A spirit reading can be an amazing and never spooky experience. Every medium is different, but I strive to give you specific details that align only to you and your loved ones. Curious? Visit italktoghost.com for links to book with me. I can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome back to I Talk to Ghosts. Thank you so much for spending some time with me around the planchette this evening. Before we part ways into the evening shadows, I would like to share a few thoughts with you about using a spirit board and spirit communication in general. 
As a medium, I can suggest appropriate ways to connect with a loved one who has passed with your open mind and open heart. Connect with love and compassion because really it is said that we have to have a high vibration in order to meet spirit halfway. The same attitude applies with spirit board use. Most Ouija sessions seem to have strong undercurrents of fear and trepidation. And that is the exact opposite of what I just said. Also, with a medium-led spirit session, you set the intention to connect with a specific loved one. Most Ouija sessions today start with the question, is there anyone here who would like to speak with us? It's kind of worse than dialing a random phone number. It's more like yelling out a fear-based message of, hey, the door's open, uh, anyone can come in? Ultimately, you attract what you expect. Energy matches energy. I'm often asked if my experience with medium sessions are ever scary, and absolutely not. I would never be operating on a fear level, so I'm never in that space. And spirit boards are a tool we can choose to use or not, just like scrying mirrors, tarot cards, pendulums. They're just tools. It's our hearts, our intentions, our own energy and spirituality that creates the space and the experience. So I hope that I've managed to explain that well enough to help set aside some fears about the Ouija board. If you have any of your own experiences you would like to share with me, I would love to hear them. In the meantime, speaking of the spirits, let's listen in on a spirit reading that I did for my latest podcast guest. Enjoy! Joining me this evening is my guest, Jamie, Jamie, welcome to the podcast and welcome to your spirit reading. How are you doing tonight? I am good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Have you ever had a spirit reading before? I have not, so I'm very excited for this. This is a whole new experience. Okay. So right off the bat, I was getting the impression that someone left a big hole in your heart when they passed. And that it's not that they want to apologize for that. It's just that's that's not what they want for you and that they understand how this can happen. But, you know, they they just want to acknowledge that and say that they know that you took their loss really, really hard and they're really sorry for that. But they are still with you. So is that something you can connect with? Uh, yeah, my dad died when I was like two, so it could be him or my grandma died a couple of years ago. So that was a really rough one too. Either yeah. way. Yeah. I, I was getting, I was getting an older female and I was <laughs> going to ask you about, um, a man, possibly your dad. They are showing me, actually, <laughs> it's like they want to talk about you. Yeah. And and um your childhood. They're showing me a lot of things from your childhood. Um did you did you like horses when you were younger? Did you like my little ponies? <laughs> um I had a couple of them. I don't really remember having like a big 
collection or anything. Yeah, but I don't remember a lot of my childhood. So that could have been oh. something that was like, um, like I remember bits and pieces, but I do remember having a My Little Pony that I liked to brush its tail a lot. I loved mm-hmm. to brush its tail. Um, <laughs> it was like an important one. Yeah, actually. Now that you say that, oh, that was weird. Yes, yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, what what I love about that sort of thing is that it means I'm not reading you. I'm reading someone else. Yeah, you know? definitely. And um, they were also showing me, I don't know if you had this or not. Did you have, remember when they made um, those, like, those larger Barbie heads where you can play mm-hmm. with the makeup and the hair. Did you have one of those? My cousin did. Yes. And I, my cousin and I are two months apart. So we grew up together. Um, I had like the, my size Barbie and the like me doll. So yes, I did have like the larger Barbies. Who bought yes. these presents for you? <laughs> my grandma. Your my grandma. grandma. She's, mm-hmm. She was like my every other weekend parent. So that would make sense too. I feel like you have a very, um, a big friendship vibe to to your relationship. Um, like you're kind of two peas in the pod. My cousin and I are like that. And we spent a lot of weekends with my grandma. So if okay. if she would always um, get us like the same gifts, but in different colors and stuff like that. So I definitely think that's my grandma coming through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that for me. Do you smoke at all? Because someone, someone was telling me, stop smoking. <laughs> oh. So, so I don't know if um, someone was just giving you advice on that or they had a, a strong opinion on it or not. But um, My dad was a cigarette smoker. He died mm-hmm. of lung cancer when I was younger. So I almost wonder if that he smoked a lot of... The lung cancer runs pretty uh, prevalent in my dad's side of the family. So I okay. wonder... I wonder yeah. if it has something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, it could just be a link like that where it's, you know, they're, they're kind of showing um, their ailments and the message behind that. Does your mom still smoke now? No, she quit. Oh, good. Um, she's quit twice. But yeah, she's, she doesn't smoke. My stepdad does. Okay. Um, he's he's yeah. started again. There seems to be a strong message, um, maybe to all involved. To just stop. To stop smoking. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, it's like an anti-cigarette campaign going on. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. There were a few other things that seemed um, younger year related. Okay. Um, Do you know anyone who had a rabbit coat? And did you like to, like, pet it? <laughs> my grandma did. My grandma had a fur coat. I don't know if it was rabbit, but yes, I loved Some, petting very it. Very soft. Yes. Yeah, like, it was she, like mink or something. Yeah, she was showing me that, that you just loved touching it. And, and um, you know, rabbit fur coats really aren't in vogue anymore. No. So it just seemed like such a specific memory that she she was, you know, like, she could really tell that you loved this coat. Did she did she have a really good sense of humor? Yes, my whole family does. I but I wonder so I have been talking joking that my biggest fear when I die is my dad's going to look at me and be like, "Yo, kid, about those dead dad jokes." So <gasps> <laughs> No, I think that humor can be such a great coping mechanism. 
Yeah. And also, if humor runs through your family, like it, it was brought up pretty quickly that it's like a sense of humor is key. Laughing is key. Um, and if we can't laugh about something, um, it's almost like, why are we experiencing it in a way, you know, so never yeah. feel, never feel guilty about your humor. And I think he's laughing right there with you. I hope so. You know, when there, when there's humor, there's laughter, there's love. And, and I don't think that's ever misconstrued. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to ask you um, about a tattoo. Do you have a tattoo, a special tattoo? I have a couple. Yes, I do. I have one um, for my dad on my ankle. And then my finger is kind of representative of something for my oh. grandma. Oh, yeah. Can I see? Uh, my finger is a bow from a bow ring. Um, and then my ankle tattoo, it says get tough. Cause that's what my dad used to say. And I would like put my little fist up. So yeah. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. They, they wanted to, um, I was just getting the message, ask about the tattoo. Um, and that's really great that that, that's a really strong connection and, and yeah, get tough. Um, I was getting a lot of messages about gently trying to encourage you um if if you um if you have any low points or anything like that that um that to remind you that you you are a strong person and sometimes we have to kind of take a deep breath and really ground ourselves in because we can spin off you know and and suddenly we're so turned around and um they just want to acknowledge that um you know obviously depression is a really a real thing um but but you are so strong through and through and you know you care and you have so much emotion and emotion and caring and having a big heart is never a bad thing. But when it starts to kind of turn on you, that's when the self-care has to come in. And if they're, you know, when, if they're not there for you to be able to say how amazing you are, you know, if you can just find that quiet space, because the world is so loud, right? So and, loud, yes. Our, the world is so loud. Our thoughts are so loud. We have to create that quiet space where it's like this open space where they can come in and be there for us. And it's just so subtle. We even doubt it, but it's like, they just want to encourage you that it's like, Hey, life is really hard and you just have such a big heart and, you know, never, ever lose that. But, you know, whatever they can do to support you and oh. give you strength. That sounds like my dad, he used to have to do breathing exercises because he had a really bad anger and stuff, mm. um, which I grew up with. And mm -hmm. I do a lot of that stuff. And I just am getting out of a really bad depressive episode. So that definitely sounds um, accurate. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the other the other messages that they have for you is... Don't worry, just do. You know, sometimes if we can just act in, instead of thinking, does that make sense? 
Yes, I have another tattoo. It says, if not now, when in Greek on my arm. And then um, I actually just, my cousin and I just opened a salon suite together in the height of the pandemic and named it after our grandma. Or like after her birthday. Yeah. So that, that fits. Is there, is there a nine? Um, Yes. Studio 11.9 is my suite. Wow. Well, congrats. Congrats on opening the business. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been hard, but worth it for sure. So yeah, just don't worry, just do. And you know, you're, you're, you are doing great. It says clear direction, no spinning. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Right. Well, again, it's just about taking those centering breaths and, you know, grounding yourself and being, okay, what is real? What's going on right now? Right now I'm just sitting in a chair. <laughs> right. right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, yeah. It says find your, find your solid ground and that you are amazing. Ouch. Or, I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Hit me right in the heart. All of the hearts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you, I've been seeing a lot of angel numbers, like Ooh. repeating numbers. Mm-hmm. A-, a lot are like 11, even like 11, 22, 11, like every time I look at a clock or um, mm-hmm. license plates, is that like them like letting me know I'm on the right path or am I going crazy? No, you know, I, I love that question because a lot of people have questions like that. Like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And ultimately, you know, our own intuition and our own connections are where you will find those answers, right? Um, right. It's, it's easy for someone to say, oh, well, it's clearly this, but like, what do you feel when you see it? Were you thinking about a particular thing when it happens or does it remind you of something? You know, those, and then don't change your answer. You know, when we start second guessing or wondering about it, that's when it's like, we're, we're losing it. We're unraveling it. Cause that's what our analytical brain wants to do. Right. Yes. Yes. You know, take a moment to just quietly say, you know what? I'm open to this. Go ahead and show me a sign. I'll, I'll be watching, you know, okay. non judgmentally, non, you know, critically of just, you know, on your own time, give me a sign. Let me know you're here. And sometimes that's a song on the radio and sometimes it's, you know, dimes, you know. That's weird. Um, I always look at the radio or like to songs and stuff um, as my dad, like giving me signs. So very weird that you said that. I was going to ask you if he liked rock music. Yes, he um, I think so. I didn't really know him. Mm -hmm. He used to sing uh, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison to me all the time. So, yeah. Oh, that is lovely. Yeah. So, yes. I would not be surprised if you're going to hear that song sometime soon. It's just going to pop up for you. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I feel like you've answered it, but I just want to know if my dad would like like me and be proud of me and stuff like that. He thinks you are so creative and you have so much moxie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. Is he a moxie type of guy? <laughs> kind of. He was... Uh, way older than my mom. So yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Um, And he just thinks you're just so you're made of good stuff. You know, is is how it's coming across to me. And um, you're just, yeah, I feel like he kind of wants to, 
you know, do that to your chin. Just <laughs> that sounds know. yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that he sees a lot of himself in you, and that's not like an egotistical statement. That he just he he relates to your your energy and your personality, mm-hmm. and um, he can only hope that you can draw strength from that, you know, <laughs> and that it's like, come on, come on, kiddo, you know, you're made from some tough stuff. I know because you're, you're you like me. tough, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like you know, and I know you're amazing because I'm amazing. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> I've been told my whole life, oh, my God, you're so much like your dad. And I'm like, well, I guess nature versus nature takes over nurture um, mm-hmm. in that situation. So it's nice to hear that he agrees with that. I did not expect to cry this much. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but good, good tears, all good tears. Oh, that's so wonderful. No, <sighs> he seems like such a great guy. And your grandmother seems so caring and loving. And, she was amazing. And, you know, and a wicked sense of humor. Uh, she got that Jewish sense of humor. You know, we all do. You know, you, you got to have that, like, good, quick uh-huh. one, too. Um, but her and my dad used to joke around, too. And she thought my dad was so funny. Like, all the time, she thought my dad was so funny. So, uh-huh. Well, cool. I hope that I was able to give you some validation there that they are with you and that the the messages that they gave for you today are like what you needed to hear and very much so okay well thank you so much for meeting me today and yeah it's it's just so great to feel the love that they have for you and to be able to convey that especially if you've been going through some rough times lately just to let that boister you a little and just gently, like someone really wants to give you the biggest hug and just hold you, you know, and it's just so great to be able to communicate that to you. It's so important. Yes. Thank you. You helped more than I can even begin to describe. You are so welcome. Would you like to receive a free spirit reading with me? Enter for your chance at italktoghosts.com slash guest. Each week, I'll randomly select a name from the list to be a guest on the show. Together, we will talk to the spirits who wish to communicate with you, and our session will be featured on a future episode of I Talk to Ghosts. The spirits are waiting. Enter now at italktoghosts.com slash guest. And with that, dear listener, we have reached the end of this episode of I Talk to Ghost. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed the stories and thoughts that I've shared with you this evening. And for now, wherever you wander off to, in this world or the next, just remember, come back and visit me. <laughs> have a lovely evening and good night. If you listen to my podcast, you have to be like me. You love listening to spooky stories. 
I'm excited to say that Audible is a sponsor of this podcast. Audible's storytelling keeps me company no matter what other task I'm doing. And you know what? Listening can also keep my stress at bay because my mind is being drawn into the stories I'm listening to. Sign up and try it now by visiting audibletrial.com ghosts. I'll also have a link for you in my episode description notes that you can click on. Happy spooky reading!